welcome to episode two of NFL Feeling It. My name is Jimmy Dean. I'll be your host. You can join me here every week as I go through the week's games of the 2022 NFL season and just give you my thoughts and predictions and what I'm feeling at the time. It is a human sport. Humans are fallible creatures. We make mistakes. So I might make a few mistakes here, a few blunders, but hey, that's what you get. I'm going to be reviewing my tips from last week. I'll let you know how I went out of 16, um, and I'll give you each game's thoughts. We're actually going to start with my predictions on the whole season. Who are my division leaders? Who is going all the way to the Super Bowl? Now, keep in mind, I made these predictions just before the start of week one. So although week one's already been, and some of my predictions might <laughs> change a little bit, or they might look a little bit silly, this is what we're going with. Hey, uh, hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode. Do go ahead and subscribe and join me each week as we go through each game. Okay, AFC, let's start there. AFC North, we've got the Bengals, Steelers, Ravens and Browns. I'm going with the Bengals. They will win the AFC North in my humble opinion. Over in the East, you can't go past Buffalo Bills, okay? They're gonna romp the division. They are just too strong. In the West, what is widely regarded as the strongest division in football with the Chargers, the Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders. It was a tricky one. I'm going with my gut. I'm going with the Chargers. Let's go LA, let's bolt up. And in the South, that's gonna be more competitive than people think. I actually went with the Jaguars. I reckon there's going to be a big step up for Trevor Lawrence in year two under a new coach, Doug Peterson. I've, uh, I see big things for them. And then the wild cards. First wild card, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think their defense is just too strong. Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt. They're going to be really solid and help out Mitch Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett, whoever is in there, just doing enough to keep them going. Uh, number six spot, I've got the Vegas Raiders. I think they're... They're going to do well. Derek Carr is going to connect with Devontae Adams, and it's going to be going to be good to watch. And the final spot, who have we got left? We've got teams like the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Titans, the Ravens, the Colts. Let's go to Baltimore. Let's put the Ravens in there. Lamar Jackson coming in big in a, a big contract year, which means the Chiefs will not make the playoffs. I think they'll be one game short. They'll have a few losses early in the season while they're still working things out without Tyreek Hill. Dolphins are doing well, but this won't be their year either. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. Let's head on over to the NFC. Starting with the North, I've got the Minnesota Vikings being too strong in the North. East, Philly Eagles. Let's go to the NFC West, another strong division. I've got the 49ers coming out on top there. And in the South, New Orleans Saints. We know that they sweep the Bucks every year and they're gonna to be too strong for that division which leaves us with three more teams to fill those spots. In the fifth spot, I've got the Detroit Lions. They are riding high on the positivity of Hard Knocks. Coach Dan Campbell has got them in a good place, and they will be a surprise packet in the playoffs. Number six, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't count out Tom Brady until he calls it a day. And then in the final spot, who have we got left? The Cowboys, the Packers, the Rams, the Cards. Let's go to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, slow start to the year, but they find a way. And again, that leaves the Rams out of the playoff race. I, I just I still believe they had a four-game stretch at the end of the year where they were just better than everyone, but they are not the best team in the NFL. More on that later. 
So how did we go last week? Out of 16 games, I ended up getting seven correct. Just under half. Uh, disappointing on my end. Um, but it's week one. Lots of surprises. A few upsets. So now that we can see how the, the competition is forming, we might have a bit more luck this week. Let's go down to Thursday night football slash Friday morning football in S- in, in Australia. Uh, we've got the LA Chargers going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Both teams had big wins last week. Uh, the Chargers' big divisional win against the Raiders, and it's another divisional game here against, in my opinion, a much bigger opponent. Um, I want to see a little bit, not more from Justin Herbert, because we see a lot every week, but I want to see his big plays result in big scores. It seems like he has these big chances and huge throws that just sneak in, but there's not always points at the end of it, so I want to see more easy points. <laughs> not unlike the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns in the game one. That was a big, strong message to the competition, to the doubters, to say, look, I'm still here. I'm still the man in the AFC West. And no Tyreek Hill, no problem. Be a good game, but I've got the Chiefs coming out on top, 31-30 to 30 in a fantastic start to week two. Let's head over to the Chiefs' former opponents in the Arizona Cardinals. They'll be going to Vegas to play the Raiders. Hey, these teams have just switched opponents for the week. Um, Interesting. Two losses. I think the Raiders played much better than the Cards last week in their loss. Um, The connections between Devontae Adams and Derek Carr were pretty, pretty good, okay? Obviously, he's playing lights out. Uh, They'll be pretty fiery after their loss to the Chargers. They had a couple of chances at the end, and Derek Carr couldn't quite get it done. So against the Cardinals, I think they'll have a much better chance because their defense was almost non-existent last week. They let Patrick Mahomes do way too much. They sent the blitz at him, which, as we all know, just doesn't work against Patty Mahomes. So they need to learn a little bit better there. Kyler Murray, you would think, would come out blazing after all the contract off-season talk, but uh, he couldn't really find much to work with. It's like he couldn't see much out there. Literally, maybe he's just too small. He couldn't see over the big bodies and didn't see many options. Uh, Max Crosby's going to get up in his face. He's going to have constant pressure on him. And I think the Raiders will be too strong. They'll be winning 24-17. to 17. Let's head back to L.A., where the Rams will be taking on the Atlanta Falcons, the visiting Atlanta Falcons. Again, both teams came off a loss. The Rams was much more disappointing in terms of expectation, but it was against a formidable opponent in Buffalo Bills. Whereas the Falcons, they played well against the Saints. Far better than most people expected. They just cannot close out games. They let Jameis Winston get back, and it was just too easy for them with his new weapons, Jarvis Landry. Chris Olave, it was it was a great finish for the Saints, very disappointing for the Falcons. They were good in patches, of course, but the biggest story here is the Rams. How are they going to respond after their disappointing loss? Um, Henderson, big-time running back. Cam Akers didn't see much at all, so maybe expect more of a, a double team there, a one-two punch with the running backs. They need more targets, not just Cooper Cup. It looked like um, the Packers when Aaron Rodgers would just target Devontae Adams much to the detriment. There'd be other open players. And I think Stafford needs to open his eyes a little bit more and see that they've got these big receivers. Allen Robinson is just new to the team. Use them and you will win 28-13. to Next up we go to New York, where the Carolina Panthers will be visiting the Giants. New York 
football giants. A huge surprise win there over the Tennessee Titans last minute touchdown. And then Brian Dable's decision to go for two when he could have gone for the uh, extra point and tied it just showed the stones on the man. And it had the New York faithful uh, really getting behind him and believing in this new coach who came from Buffalo. He knows how to win these big close games. He knows what it's like being in a big moment, something New York needs. He even drilled Daniel Jones at one point um, towards halftime and lit a fire in his belly. I think that's what they need. Saquon Barkley, he's back. What a game he had. Let's hope he can stay uninjured and go the whole season. The Panthers on the other end, very disappointing. That was a game they needed to win against the Browns, uh, if not for the start of their season, but for their quarterback, just to instill him with some confidence to start the year. It didn't happen. A last-minute field goal. The Browns beat the Panthers. Very sloppy defense. Seems like they didn't have much of a game plan for Christian McCaffrey. They might want to change that. It used to be a great week for fantasy football owners if you got CMC and Saquon, a couple of running backs, going at it. But oh, I've got the Giants winning 24-17 to over the Panthers. Our next game we're going, Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Dallas to play the Cowboys. What a time to play the Cowboys. This just fell into their lap. They had one of the worst offensive showings last week, and that was before Dak Prescott got injured with his thumb in the last quarter. Three points against the Buccaneers' stingy defense. It was just not what everyone expected. Not certainly from the team that had the highest points in the 2021 season. So the Cowboys already look like they're off track. Dak will be out for a, a few weeks, a few months. Who knows at this point? They've got Cooper Rush coming in at quarterback. Are they going to go for Jimmy G? I don't see any situation where the 49ers are going to help out the Dallas Cowboys. They have too much bad blood, too much history. It is not going to happen. So get used to watching a lot of Cooper Rush this season. The Bengals, five turnovers against the Steelers. I don't see that happening again. The Steelers' defense is going to be remarkable this year. And Joe Burrow will learn very quickly from these mistakes, and he's going to take it out on the Cowboys defenders. It's going to be a blowout, 34-9 to in the Bengals' favor. Okay, the battle of the fourth down coaches. Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans go to Denver to take on the Broncos, and Russell Wilson with their new coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who is copying an extraordinary amount of heat for his decision to go for a field goal, a 65-yard field goal, instead of trusting the $250,000 man, Russell Wilson, to try and get him past the fourth and five. Uh, head-shaking decision. Uh, <laughs> First-year head coach blunder. On the other side, Lovey Smith chose to go for a tie against the Colts. They could have gone for it on fourth, show a bit of stones like the Giants did, the G-men got it done. The Texans settled for a tie against the Colts in a really lackluster, lukewarm opener in the AFC South. So I think this one will go down to the wire. It won't be fun to watch, but I think Russ will have more of an impact this time. It'll be a one-point win. The Broncos will win 14-13. to Okay, speaking of those Indianapolis Colts, they'll be going to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars in another division game in the AFC South. Somebody needs to win. That division is currently winless. Two losses and two draws. So at least there'll be someone on top of the ladder after this week. Will it be the Colts, who really desperately want to shake off the demons of how they finished their last year against the 
the Jacksonville Jaguars a win and they would have gone in the playoffs. They did the unthinkable and lost to the lowly Jags and sent their postseason spiraling. Hence, bring in Matt Ryan, who doesn't have any of the history with the way 2021 ended against the Jags, but the team is going to spur him on. The Jags, on the other hand, Trevor Lawrence had some good moments. He tried to force a few throws last week against Washington and got picked off, but I think he'll bounce back. Um, there were some good things in the Jags, but it won't be enough. I think the Colts will be winning 21-17 to in this one. To be clear, division winners for at least one week. Interesting matchup here with the Miami Dolphins traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Both teams had big wins um, last week. The Dolphins made short work of the New England Patriots. Solid defensive turnout. Tyreek Hill and Tua Tungavailoa have a good connection. They're going to keep improving there. Um, they are now chasing Buffalo as the second strongest team in the AFC East. New England Patriots and New York Jets. Uh, not much of a season, in my opinion, here. The Ravens, speaking of the Jets, made short work of them. 24-9 could easily have been 24-3. They could have almost shut them out. Joe Flacco couldn't do much to help the Jets against his former side. Very comfortable win for the Ravens. Not a big run game. They seem to have changed their playing style a little bit. Lamar Jackson throwing it a bit more. A few designed quarterback runs um, and Jackson just getting out of trouble. But I wonder how their change of game plan is going to work against the Dolphins. I've got the Dolphins winning 27-20 to 20 against the Ravens this week. Let's talk about the Patriots. New England will be travelling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers in Week 2. Talking about the Mac Jones back attack. Injured is back in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins. Uh, good news, it turns out he's probably going to play this week, but it's still going to be pretty tender, and you'd think he'd want to look after it. So he won't be the same Mac Jones that we have come to know and love. Their offense is very stagnant. They can't do much with it. Their defense isn't doing much either. Uh, not much of a chance to turn the ball over in Mitch Trubisky's safe hands for the Steelers. How good was the defense in Pittsburgh? Far out. TJ Watt, after having a fantastic game, tore his, what was it, his pectoral off the, yeah, something like that. Turns out it's not as bad as everyone um Assumed he won't be out for the season. It might be four to six weeks. They need him back desperately to help this solid Steelers defense. Here's a big call. Minka Fitzpatrick is my defensive player of the year. After last week, I just uh, I just think he's going to have a huge year. Two years in a row that that award will be bestowed upon a Pittsburgh Steeler. TJ Watt hands the reins to Fitzpatrick. You heard it here first. The Steelers are going to win 24 to the Patriots 7. The New York Jets travel to Cleveland to play the Browns. Jets, we need more from you. Okay, Robert Sala has come out and said he's going to start taking names of the people who doubt him and his football team. He's trying to get his players behind him, but you need them to actually perform at a professional level. I don't know if we're going to get that anytime soon. Browns, people forget that the Browns were a pretty decent football team. They've got some good players on their side. Jacoby Brissett does just enough. Um, they've got probably the best running back one-two punch in the league in Kareem Hunt and Bradley Chubb. So they're going to run all over the Jets. They're going to win 17-3 to this week. Heading over to the NFC West now. Seattle Seahawks will travel to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Seattle had maybe the upset of week one. 
Geno Smith leading his charges against Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos against his old side. Uh, they ended up winning after a horrendous fourth down decision by Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos coach. Seahawks looked good in the first half. They didn't score anything in the second half. They looked just as bad. Uh, just lucky that their defense defense came up with a few red zone fumbles. Um, I c- can't really see that happening two weeks in a row, especially with Jamal Adams out, potentially for the season, the poor guy. Very injury prone. The 49ers, super disappointing. In a wet soldier field, um, looked like they were playing in a swimming pool. The paint was coming off the grass. Um, <laughs> you couldn't even see it on the TV. It was quite, quite humorous. I like watching that one. Trey Lance, I don't know, needs to do more. He used his feet a little bit, not as well as Justin Fields, very similar type players. Um, will George Kittle be back? That will be a play, a big factor. Debo Samuel not fumbling in the first half might have changed things around. Uh, second half was not that good. Uh, I think they'll, they'll bounce back for sure. They need to get rid of their penalties. They had 12 penalties against the Bears last week. So Shanahan needs to coach them up a little bit discipline them a bit and they'll win 20 to 13. Woo, here comes that rain again. Looking for an El Nino action. Next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to New Orleans to play the Saints. Turned into a good rivalry in the last few years. The Saints have certainly had the Buccaneers and Tom Brady's number. It's been fun to watch as a part-time Saints fan. Uh, Brady was certainly not at his best against the Cowboys last week. It was the defense of the Buccaneers that did all the damage Brady did just enough. He just does what he has to do. Huge defense at the Bucks here. Will it be enough to stop Jameis, Chris Olave, Juice Landry, Michael Thomas, who was back to his best. Great to see him back in action. He was on fire, loving every minute of it. There's big belief in the Saints at the start of this year. I think they'll win, but I think the Bucks will have a pick six in this game. Jameis will get a little greedy, and it'll cost them. Not the game but a little bit of his reputation. I've got the Saints winning 24-17 as the Saints continue their dominance over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Coming into the final stretch here, the final four games, Washington Commanders take on the Detroit Lions. A little plucky from both sides last week. The Commanders did just enough to get over the line for uh, Jacksonville. Carson Wentz. He had a typical Carson Wentz game. A couple of really good throws, a couple of ugly picks. Um, ooh, is it their Peyton or Paxton? Um, their rookie, fantastic work. Two touchdowns in his first game. Expect him to be targeted a lot more. And the Lions, to put up 35 points against the Philly defense was really impressive. Most other teams, they might have gotten away with a win, but Philly are going to start strong. Detroit are riding high on their hard knocks. And I think they'll just be too strong for the Commanders. This will be their first win of the season, and it'll be a big one. It'll be 31-10. to 10. Next up, we travel to Green Bay, where the Chicago Bears will be visiting to play the Packers. This game could answer a lot of questions, or it could ask a lot of questions. In recent years, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have owned the Bears. We all remember what happened last year. The Bears, will they come crashing back down to reality after their big win against San Fran? Was it just a wet weather one-off game? Or will the Bears continue to silence all of the doubters who thought they wouldn't amount to anything this year? Um, I'm looking at the Packers' offense and I'm scratching my head. 
wondering when these receivers are going to help out Rodgers. You could see his frustration on the sidelines um, after dropped catches. Nothing worked out for the Packers' loss last week against the Vikings. They couldn't get their offense running. Their supposedly more talented defense couldn't stop Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell's offense. Will he still own the Bears? I don't know. I think Justin Fields, David Montgomery will run riot over the Packers. And in this week's big upset, I'm tipping the Bears 24-17 to to beat the Packers and ask some real questions of the Green Bay side. Minnesota Vikings traveled to the Philadelphia Eagles in what I'm labeling the game of the week. I'm expecting a shootout between these two sides. The Eagles let slip 35 points by Detroit, of all teams, last week, putting up 38 themselves in a win, and the Vikings comfortably beat the Packers, putting up 30-plus numbers as well with their new roaring offense. It's going to be really good. Big offense numbers again from the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, expect him to grab a touchdown or two. I'm tipping three sacks minimum between Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter against the Eagles. Coming up against Jordan Mailata and the Eagles' infamous offensive line. They'll do what they can. They need more from Devontae Smith. Didn't see him much last week. Uh, it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. I've got the Vikings winning 36-33. to Skull! Finally, let's go to the final game of the round. Tennessee Titans are going to Buffalo Bills. This is our Monday game, Monday night game, our Tuesday game in Australia. Jesus, confusing sometimes. Uh, the Titans, Derrick Henry, great to see him back doing some big runs last week. Ryan Tannehill, I don't know if they've got the firepower, especially without AJ Brown. Um, I just think they might run out of time to put up some big numbers against the Bills. Let's go to Buffalo and talk about how good their run defense was against the Rams last week. Uh, can they stop Henry? He might get through to make one touchdown, a couple of big plays, but I think they're just going to suffocate them. Their own running game with Singletary, uh, fantastic, really good. I, th- I see the Bills doubling the Titans' scores and winning 34-17. to 17. So there you have it there, my week two picks. I've been Jimmy Dean. You've been listening to NFL Feeling It. Hopefully we can get more than 7 out of 16 and um, break the 500 mark here in week two. I want to finish above, you know that. But I'm thinking week two is starting to just stretch out and we're starting to make sense of a few teams. I think the Vikings are going to do well this year, as well as the Eagles. We'll have some surprise packets. Maybe the Jags. Um, Certainly the Lions, I think. Chicago won't be as bad as we all think, but Kansas City might... I don't know, I'm almost starting to regret not putting Kansas City in the in my playoff picture at all, not even in the wild card. What was I thinking? Anyway, we'll see. It's only week two. This is where we are. We have 17 more weeks of football coming your way. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in next week as I run through week three games. In the meantime, let's play bowl.